Good evening and welcome to tonight's show. How y'all doing? We haven't gone live since the last time we went live. So it's time to go live and that is what we're doing. And sometimes that means just, you know, throwing up a quick session and just doing it, doing it dirty like Gigi Allen. <laughs> ah. My goodness, Gigi Allen. Um, I had this one. I had this one in the bank for a while, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Tonight's a good night. Tonight's a good night to talk about Gigi Allen and Fat Mike. Two people we don't talk about a lot on this channel. Gigi Allen and Fat Mike. Um, I I like No Effects. I you know sometimes No Effects. I think No Effects are really great musicians. I've read the book, the bath, uh, the the hepatitis bathtub and I've seen backstage pass and I own a lot of no effects albums and I have a very sort of casual, you know, uh, intimacy with no effects music that really sort of began with punk rama a little, a little bit of the fat record stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Question mark, question mark says that they hate Fat Mike and love Gigi Allen. Well, I guess we're on the uh, opposite ends of the spectrum there because I, I don't hate Gigi Allen. I mean, there's some people who, you know, I don't, I really dislike Gigi Allen. I don't have any respect for Gigi Allen. I wouldn't say I hate him, but I just really could care less for Gigi Allen. And I like Fat Mike as much as one can like Fat Mike. I like Fat Mike, okay? I know he's like, uh, you know, a trash talker and, you know, all this and that and whatnot. But I like Fat Mike. I do. I do. I like, you know, people accuse him of, you know, selling out. But I mean, the dude the I mean, talk about a dude who's self-made, built himself up for nothing. Pretty amazing when when you think about it. And this piece came out from uh, Kerrang! magazine. Uh, back in 2021 on the anniversary of Gigi Allen's death. And no effects is Fat Mike uh, talked about Gigi Allen, which is kind of interesting. I feel like, you know, what's what's cool about Fat Mike in general is that he he was he's been around, you know, he's been in uh, in operation in one form or another since like 1983 is when no effects came together, right? And he had been going to punk shows even earlier than that. So he has like a really good like cross-section swath of the last, you know, 40 years of music, punk rock, whatever you want to call it, alternative music. And um, yeah, I just feel like, you know, it's kind of funny. I know that, you know, people go to Hen look at like Henry Rollins or Ian Mackay as like not like authoritative figures, but like they go to them when they want them to talk about like punk, punk this or punk that. And I feel like I feel like Fat Mike doesn't get tapped enough for that. I feel like he's good for that. I feel like he has a lot to say about a lot of things. Case in point, talking about Gigi Allen. You know what I mean? Uh, what's up, Jody Ramon? How are you? Kevin says my friend was Gigi Allen's drummer back when he wrote songs. 
So are you talking about when he was in the Jabbers? Because I want to clarify that in a minute. Now, I did a, I reposted a TikTok video where somebody, we were talking about something else and somebody asked me what my, oh, we were talking about the germs and Darby Crash. And you can find that video. I re-uploaded that to YouTube. Somebody asked me my opinion. What did I feel? What did I think about Gigi Allen? And it's all kind of touch on that. Um, I'll kind of touch on that in a minute. You know, um, like what my kind of thoughts are on him. Okay. Question mark. Question mark says that Fat Mike is a predator. He harasses everyone he talks to. He's a huge capitalist and he isn't self-made. His dad funded his record. Yeah, uh, well, I can't speak to the allegations there, but, you know, in terms of his dad funded his record, I mean, yeah, his dad gave him some seed money, but, I mean, Fat Mike turned in, his dad is not the reason, his dad is not the reason why Fat Mike is a millionaire. Fat Mike is a millionaire for, you know, for a lot of other reasons, for, you know, his own business and work ethic, you know what I mean? So I think, I don't know, man, I, I, I think, I, I don't know if I agree with that, 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 that sentiment there on um, comments are coming in way fast. I have to get to my thoughts people for Kev, Keith said, Hey Keith, how are you? Keith says both are, both are iconic, just very different. Nobody would know about Gigi if it were not for his antics. That's very true. Very accurate. Keith fat Mike kept punk alive. Um, when it took a dive, both, both valid things. Although question mark here doesn't agree. If you have seed money, you aren't self-made. Sorry. Look, his dad, I don't remember what the sum was question mark. I'm going to call you double, double question mark. How about that? Double question mark. I don't know. It was like he, his father gave him something like 10 grand. Okay. Fat Mike turned 10 grand into millions of dollars okay that's self-made that is self-made did he have help sure a lot of people get help that is self-made straight the fuck up i i i don't have anything else to like comment or say about it that's just the truth that's just the truth okay um hey angus how are you what's going on that's a shitload of money 30 years ago. Yeah, whatever, dude. Like, so what? So what? You still, it still requires talent and drive. I mean, he signed so many bands. He started a record label by himself. They sold so many copies, man. I mean, the dude, the dude is self-made. I would argue that Fat Mike is self-made. That makes Fat Mike self-made. Whether he had seed money or not, that is self-made. Gigi Allen is kind of like a movie villain. I here, okay, right. Here's my thoughts on Gigi Allen. This is what I wanted to get to. I think Gigi Allen, as Keith was kind of saying, Gigi Allen is famous for for simply doing the lowest common denominator. Okay, bottom line, anybody can eat their doo doo. Anybody can, you know. Uh, I got to be careful with what I say on YouTube because I don't want to get, you know. Don't want to get hot, to, uh, whatever pulled down. Gigi Allen is the most extreme there was in 30 years and 30 plus years, and he's still unsurpassed. Like, what does that matter? Like, who cares, dude? Like, in all honesty, oh, so he took he took a bunch of laxatives and then diarrhea all over the stage. 
big fucking whoop, man. Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop smeared himself with peanut butter, and then for the first time, first documented time, as far as anybody knew, decided to just step on everybody and go and go into the crowd, and the crowd pushed him up. I mean, absolutely, absolutely insane thing. Point being is that. What's funny is Gigi Allen is known for his antics when, in fact, he's not known for some of the best stuff that he ever wrote with the Jabbers. And that brings me to the Jabbers. Um, I think I think musically, Gigi Allen is one of the most uninteresting, bland, basic. I, I can't think of enough words, you know. And again, look. We generally try not to be too negative about anybody on this channel, but if there's one person to really just sort of be negative towards or just really sort of like that I can, uh, that I feel comfortable communicating my, my contempt for it's Gigi Allen. I just don't accept, hold on asterisk right there. That Jabbers album is mm, always was, is, and shall be is an immaculate record an immaculate record with the jabbers like true musicianship Gigi's actually trying to sing Gigi is actually trying to be like a mu a, uh, a musician and he's trying to actually break out and it's so and you know the songs are the relatively simple songs they're not you know it's nothing like he's not they're not reinventing the wheel they're not doing anything revolutionary but you want to know something this is what made the Ramones great. This is what makes so many bands great. It's something that I hear Steve Zing say all the time. Good song writing, okay? Good song writing does not mean that you have to do something revolutionary. Good song writing does not mean that you have to, um, you know, be super unique. All it means is that you are finding pop sensibilities, that you're writing around pop sensibilities and creating fun, you know, earworms, hooks, melodies that people like listening to. And the Jabbers is a great example of that. Automatic, Cherry Love Affair, um, uh, Girls Are So Unbelievable, uh, I'm So Bored, what is it, Bored to Death? I'm so bored to death. So it, The songs are snotty. There's almost, they're almost like dead boy, they're like, Okay, if the dead <laughs> the dead boys, I feel like we're slightly we're elevated in their songwriting compared to the jabbers. But okay, ready for this? Ready for this? The uh, the jabbers are like almost like the dead boys who listen to way too much raw power Iggy and the Stooges and Dead Boys and wrote songs at the age of fifteen. Right? Does that kind of make sense? What I'm saying? So he's just, man, you can't, you can't, uh, you, you cannot uh, slag those, those Jabbers albums. However, that those Jabbers singles, whatever the, 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 the Jabber songs are great. That's my point. I'm being very redundant here. I'm sorry. I'm ignoring the comments. I'll get to those in a second. I just want to say that before I say now that just about everything else that came afterwards, I mean, you Gigi has songs. I'm not going to say the title of some of his songs. Something like uh, "We don't, we don't need n words." 
songs like that. Okay. That goes way beyond being like an outlaw scum, fuck, whatever. I mean, he's just, that's just like, he's just a racist piece of shit is what he is who, you know, beat women. And, you know, I mean, just, just a repugnant mother, mother trucker, you know, I don't know. So I don't really care for Gigi that much, as you can see, I just wanted to put that aside. So, so what, what makes Gigi so great? Nothing. I don't think he's great at all. I think he just did a bunch of shocking shit. It's easy to do lowest common denominator shocking shit. At least, you know what the difference, and that's funny too, how people sometimes want to compare Iggy Pop to Gigi Allen, and you can't. You can't compare the two. They're in two completely separate leagues of trying to shock and get a rise out of an audience you know, with Iggy Pop, and I've read many books about Iggy Pop, and I've seen Iggy Pop live, and what I feel about Iggy Pop is that everything that he does comes from a deep, genuine place. He reaches these bacchanal states of mania when he's on stage, and he just does things, impromptu, like just impromptuly does things. I was at an Iggy Pop show uh, in 2016, 2017. And dude, like I was not expecting Iggy pop at 70 years old to stage dive, you know, uh, like all of a sudden he just decides to just friggin' jump into the audience. I know he, what well, I, my show was not the only one that he did it at. I think that he gets so overcome by his connection to the audience that he just like, he does these things where like reaches out to touch you and you touch him. And with Gigi, it's like, oh, I don't need to write good songs or I don't need to do anything. All I need to do is just just take a bunch of laxatives and diarrhea on the stage. And I mean, <laughs> you know, it it's it's goofy to watch, you know, a few times on YouTube or on. I actually have a DVD over there. It's called What the Punk. It's like a compilation. And it had uh, a clip from a Gigi Allen live video. That was the first time I ever saw Gigi Allen footage ever. This must have been like 2002, you know, so it's pre-YouTube. And, you know, that's the amazing thing about like music and concert DVDs. Like pre-YouTube, if you wanted to see what someone looked like performing live, you had to buy their 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 home cassette, their concert, their concert DVD, their their VHS. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. So yeah, I'm not. You know, and I'm not trying to sit here being like, you know, enlightened, woke or anything, whatever. I just think I just think it's bullshit, man. I, I listen. I love punk rock. I love tons of punk rock. I love outrageous performers. Like I just said, I fucking love Iggy Pop to death. But I look at a guy like Gigi Allen. I just I don't get it, man. It goes over my head, except except for the jabbers. All right, let's let's. Let's get into this article. I'm going to read a few comments and then I'm going to get into the article. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what people have to say. Hold on. I'm going all the way back up here. We got some comments. Um, just one moment. Just one moment. Let's find here. G.G. Allen's kind of a movie villain. Yeah. Double question mark is just a G.G. Allen stan. He just loves G.G. Allen. I don't get you, man. I just don't get it. I'm sorry. Uh, Kevin says, I think he, my friend, was in the live fast do young die young video, 1984. That's pretty cool. I've seen that video. That that was another example of Gigi, you know, trying to do some 
trying to do something productive instead of, you know, go to jail. I mean, did he like, he like, I mean, there's footage of him like ripping out girls hair. I mean, he's crazy. He was a crazy guy. Gigi Allen was inspired by Iggy pop. Yeah. No, obviously he took what Iggy did and went beyond. Nah, uh, nah, nah. Nick Ellis says, Brian, I, I'm not familiar with Nick Ellis. Uh, Angus says Gigi was good when he played with the Jabbers. One hundred. See, we're on the same page. After that, not so great. I went to see him once, and thankfully he was arrested the night before. Um, Dan says three two two. Dan says I like his stuff with the Jabbers. Everything else, not so much. Maybe three songs. Okay, uh, I will take back what I said. Carmelita, that Carmelita song, great song. The Carmelita, but I don't think he wrote that. I don't think he wrote that. I think he just performed it. I like Carmelita. Bullshit. Gigi Allen is very creative. I've been a fan since the early 90s. I mean, look, I'm, you know, again, I, I, I listen. One thing can be said for Gigi Allen. He was prolific. He did either record a lot or, you know, I don't know how much he of, of the writing he did, but he was prolific. I don't think I don't I don't know how creative he really was. I, I really don't. I don't know if I agree with, I don't know if I agree with that statement. I've well, listen. I watched the documentary. I've seen hated the documentary. I watched Merle Allen's thing. I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of Merle Allen either. I know a lot of people love Merle Allen. I know a lot of people love the murder junkies. Just not don't get it. Although I do think Dino's sex is hilarious, but not for like good reasons. I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking a lot of shit right now, but it's true. That's just how I feel. Carnival of Excess is excellent. Not familiar with it. Some of the acoustic, if the acoustic stuff, the Carmelita song is good. I will say this about Fat Mike. Fat Mike, um, one thing that Fat Mike does do that I don't like is that some of his songs sound the same. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like he's doing the same thing over and over and over again you know there's not a lot of differentiation smelly his drum sometimes his drum his drumming uh is very sort of derivative like he's doing the same beat over and over so sometimes but i think i think what i love about no effects is just how friggin' you know cre creative they are they can be incredible they can be incredibly creative they did that 18 minute song the decline fantastic eat the meek one of my favorite songs by them eat the meek really great song um pump up the volume is great so stop talking about punk if you don't like it goober i do like punk i love punk i talk about punk on this channel i mean it's the internet i'm a guy on the internet talking about punk rock i mean <laughs> that's like where else am i like what like yeah like that's I mean, this is like the place and the time and the venue. It's my channel, and I will talk about punk rock as I feel like it. I don't know. They really make great records. They have a lot of catch tunes. Are you talking about No Effects? Uh, Don Fury produced the last record, Brutality and Bloodshed for All. Yeah. Sorry, man. I do have a signed GG 7-inch in my collection. Got it pretty cheap a long time ago. I bet it must be worth something if it has a signature on it. Can you imagine if today's woke lefties censored all music from 1966 till now? Zzz, all you would be left with is Taylor Swift. Listen, 
here's my one problem with this whole like left wokest thing that you're saying here. What about like the right? What about the right conservatives? Try that in a small town. Try that in a small town. I mean, why does it have to be like one or the other? Why can't we all just be independent thinkers somewhere in the middle? You know what I mean? Like, why does it have to be we're woke leftists or right? Come on, dude are so woke. I don't know, man. It is a cover. It is a cover. Warren Zevon did Carmelita. Thank you, Dagger Love and Dan and William. How about that? When I die is probably my favorite tune. Is that the die when I die, when I die, when I die? That one's okay. Merle Allen tries to capitalize on his brother. It was a crazy idea when Merle wanted to sell Gigi to the Museum of Death in LA. He actually wanted to sell his brother's corpse. I mean, talk about a guy. Talk about a guy like living off the corpse of his brother. I'm sorry. Like. You know, I mean, I know this guy like worships like, you know, serial killers and has a Hitler mustache and fucking, you know, whatever. He's just like a weird friggin like kind of would fit in perfectly with like in House of a Thousand Corpses or something. I don't know. I probably sound really square talking about Merle Allen right now, but like, I don't know. I just. I I look at Merle Allen and I, there's just nothing there's just nothing about him redeeming to me. I just I don't know. But yeah, I do think listen, he isn't he hold on a second now. Hold on a second. He's 100% in charge. He's in charge of his brother's estate as as he should be. And part of, you know, being in control of someone's estate is selling stuff. So like on that level, like that's legit. Like that is what you do if you are the relative and a state controller of somebody famous or somebody notorious or whatever you want to call it. However, I feel like, you know, just the fact that he, he continues on with the band called the murder junkies. And I don't know. I just think it's just goes over my head, man. Just not. I think it's, I think it's goofy. I think, I think it's very goofy. Hard. <laughs> If, if if you say so, if you say so, El Duce from the Mentors was also pretty fun. That's a kind of a blind spot for me. No effects for the king of post-punk. Not my favorite, but they have my respect. Jason's video. Go check out the video. Hey, Matt, I made my own version of the Jason video, whatever his last name is, Aldian. I made my own version, but with like Uvalde. Like uh, try that in a small town with the Uvalde police cowering in fear. Um, yeah, because that's that's what I think about when he's singing about try that in a small town. So is that like what we want instead of like leftist woke? Is that what is that what it's all about? Is that should that be the status quo? I was going to say TBF, a lot of that religious right were the ones censoring a lot of medical metal metal and punk back then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, okay. So it wasn't his corpse. It was his headstone. But still, I Matt, I agree. Gigi and Merle suck, man. I'm sorry, Michael. Michael thinks that Gigi is God. I, <laughs> I have to watch the El Duce tapes. Okay. All right, guys. Enough. Enough. Listen, keep commenting all you want. I got to. Oh, let's try something new. 
by the way, leave a comment since we're live right now, leave a comment, leave an emoji of some kind in the comments right now. Do it, please, if you would, to boost this video, if you would, if you're here watching and enjoying yourself. Let's read this article because I got to wake up in the morning. So this was written by Chris uh, Crovatin. Is that how you say that? On June 28th, 2021, which is the anniversary of Gigi's uh, death. Let's put it. Alan, thank guys, thank you, but not in the not in the live chat, not in the live chat. Thank you, Jody, Ramon, and thank you, Alan. Do it in the comments of the video, unless it doesn't let you, because just try to do it in the actual comments of the video. No, 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 you guys, not in the not in the chat. Thank you, thank you for for honoring my request. Try doing it in the actual comments of the video. See what happens. Um, <laughs> I, this is not working out how I intended it, but I do appreciate, I do appreciate everybody's cooperation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hold on. I'm checking right now to see if they're even, oh, I guess you can't. Can you leave a comment? Yes, you can leave. No, I guess it's only live chat. Is that? Oh, well, that's silly. That's, that's, that's just ridiculous. All right. So I guess before we start diving into this article we you know much like you know the the uh diarrhea and poop that is uh left on the stage after a gg allen show hold on one second um things can get sticky and sorry i'm distracted and when i'm distracted i Stop talking. When I stop talking, we have dead air and dead air is no good. Things get sticky like Gigi Allen's poo. And you know what else is sticky? Stickers. Riot stickers. Riot stickers is the official sponsor of the Fromis channel. Go to riotstickers.com backslash Fromis, as you can see down below, or join the Patreon or do something like that. Go to riotstickers.com backslash Fromis. You can get a thousand stickers for $79. You cannot, you cannot uh, get a better deal than that. Yeah, apparently there's only the live chat. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Dagger says you can only comment after it's live. So if you're watching the rebroadcast, leave an emoji icon down in the comments. Um, yeah, just do that. Just try that. I want to see what, what happens. Uh, here's the video. talking about fat well we haven't talked about anything because we were we were sort of 
and introing the video discussing both Fat Mike and Gigi Allen. Now let's read uh, the words by Chris. This is from the Kerrang! article, okay? Nothing is as punk rock as your body. No swear word, political symbol, or fashion choice could outrage the general public as much as the fluids and waxes that you that your hideous beef shell oozes out on a daily basis. I don't know if I agree with that statement, but okay. But while punk's true spirit of shoving the ugly truth of humanity in the face of the pearl clutchers remains alive in many, others have focused more on the trappings of the genre and culture than reality. Okay, I'm sorry. Chris's writing is... I, I don't know how I feel about this guy's writing yet. Fashion, presentation, a sense of bluster, all of the things that punk rebelled against when it was formed as a gut reaction against classic rock had become punk's calling cards. Okay. You know what it is? I don't like this guy's syntax in his writing. It's hard to read out loud, but okay. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm seeing these riot stickers comments and they are friggin' hilarious. Um. <laughs> Wait a minute. Someone's who said riot stickers last longer than Gigi Allen. <laughs> Angus. That's hilarious. Riot stickers lasted longer than Gigi shit. Right, right, right. That's great. Yes. They do do banners and buttons. That's funny. That's funny. Um, all right. Sorry. Anyway, but there was, there will always be one punk rocker who remains true to the culture's core tenants. I don't know about that. Kevin Michael G.G. Allen, frontman of the Murder Junkies and lifelong rock and roll firebrand. That G.G. lived so hard, behaved so repulsively, bled so profusely, and died so young will forever cement him as the most offensive man in punk rock. But, like, I think that's so, I think that's just stupid. I think that's stupid. Why? Yeah, his real name is Jesus Christ. And he was renamed Kevin, but his birth, his given birth name was uh, Jesus Christ. And I feel like, you know, we've had the debate on here before. Is Sid Vicious the ultimate punk poser or is he the ultimate personification of what, you know, punk and punk rebellion was about? And I think ultimately the realization was that he was both. He, in fact, was both. Gigi, on the other hand, I don't know, man. I just, I just, I can't give it to him based on those merits. I, I just, you know, it feels like he was just, I don't know. It feels like he was just trying real hard is what it feels like. And I know that he has a lot of loyal fans. People love Gigi Allen. I just, I do not get it. I do not get it. Even as punk rock becomes ultra polished and easy on the ears, it's good to know that at one glorious point in musical history, a poop smeared man from New Hampshire could slice open his skull with a broken bottle and eat a tampon on stage. Great. Because like, maybe you want to see it one time. You're not going to see that because you like the music. You're going to see that because it's a disgusting freak show spectacle. And like where, so, so it's like, if you're going to see Iggy pop, you're going to hear because you want to hear him play lust for life. You know what I mean? And he's got a fucking solid backing band that's keeping the music going. 
There will never be anyone like Gigi Allen again, says Fat Mike, frontman of Cali Punk Legends, no effects ever, ever. In some ways, Fat Mike's approach to punk rock as a sport of raw attitude where survival is difficult but worth every second echoes that of Gigi Allen. That said, Fat Mike was also present at what he describes at Gigi's most hardcore show, and he's quick to point out that even he could never reach Gigi's levels of horrificness. Again, just remember, you glory it's like look, when you glorify Charles Manson, you're go- and the and and you know, the those that whole situation, you are glorifying uh, a pregnant woman being stabbed 69 times in, in her fetus with a knife. Okay. When you're glorifying Gigi Allen, I mean, this is a guy who's saying there's no room for N words for N bombs. Okay. What's punk about that? There's nothing punk about that to me. It's not, it's just not stupid. Apparently, Gigi prepared by drinking whiskey and taking X-lax the entire day, says Mike. The band <laughs> the band started playing, and as soon as Gigi took to the stage, he took his shit. <laughs> it's funny to read, though. He took this shit that came out like water. I mean, if I saw that, if I was at a show and I saw that, I would laugh, and I would think it's hilarious. But I would not be like, I would not sit there and go like, yeah, punk rock. I would go look at this fucking freak show. This is fucking gross. This is disgusting. This smells terrible. I'm leaving. When I go to see, you know, Iggy Pop, you know, singing like loose down on the street, I'm losing my mind in the thrall of the crowd having a great time. I'm going to see Gigi Allen and I'm like, I'm going to stand all the way at the back of the room because I don't want to smell his fecal matter. It's just fucking, it's just whatever, man. Listen, it was a carnival spectacle freak show that served a purpose in the sense of, hey, I'm going to be the lowest common denominator. And that's it. That's literally it. There's, there's no, I feel like there's no merit beyond that. There's no merit. What? But living your life like an outlaw and dying young. Wow, Minister is so on the ball about this. If Gigi was around nowadays, he would be in the Proud Boys. 100%. I could not agree more with this. I think Gigi Allen would be a Trumper. He would be he would be for Trump and he would be in the Proud Boys. I really believe it. I really truly believe it. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Gigi, Nuclear Assault is a great song. People dwell in the turds. There's gold in there. Look, if Gigi Allen is the hill you want to die on, fine, man. I'm not going to argue with you, Michael. I'm not going to. I am yucking on your yums, man. But when your yums like have, are a plate of diarrhea and piss and blood with no musical merit, I'm going to yuck on it. I'm going to yuck it. Remember in the 80s how much the word poser was thrown around. (sighs) Apparently, Gigi prepared by drinking whiskey and taking X-lax the entire day, says Mike. The band started playing, and as soon as Gigi took the stage, he took the shit that came out like water and (laughs) and it hit the floor. 
and pulled out in a circle. He got down on his knees. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is hilarious. I mean, I guess, I guess, you know how you have to think about Gigi Allen? It's performance comedy. That's what it is. It's literally, <laughs> it's, it's performance comedy. That's what it is. Okay. He's, <laughs> He got down on his knees, sucked it up, and spit it onto the crowd. I was behind Jello Biafra. Wow, Jello Biafra at a Gigi Allen show. Talk about like somebody's brain exploding. So I grabbed onto him and used him as a human shield to guard myself. Okay, this is a crazy story. Fat Mike went to see Gigi Allen live. Uh, allegedly Gigi prepared for this show by drinking whiskey and taking X lasks for the entire day. The band starts playing as soon as Gigi took the state to the stage, he took this shit that came out like water. It hit the floor and pulled out in a circle. He got down on his knees. He sucked it up and spit it up crowd. And because Jello Biafra was there, um, fat Mike grabbed Jello Biafra and used him as a human shield to guard himself from Gigi Allen projectile spitting liquid diarrhea into the crowd. That is absolutely a sentence that I never thought I would be verbally saying on the internet. And yet here I am regurgitating it right now. I mean, that is a mind boggling, like somebody take that and paint a picture. Who, who, who can do oil painting? I want, if I could commission a single oil painting, it would be an oil painting of Gigi Allen spitting his liquid diarrhea onto a crowd and getting some on Jello Biafra with Fat Mike hiding behind him. That would be, that. put that on a fresca, okay? That's what I want. I can picture it so well in my mind. Fat Mike continues. I would say at least half of the crowd left right then. Wow. So punk rock, dude. You're so anti-establishment, spewing your diarrhea, forcing the crowd to leave. Ten people threw up and went into the other room. So now Gigi and his band were playing, and everyone was at least ten feet back. And that was the first song. Now there was more room, so he threw a bunch of glass on the floor and began to roll in it. Mike continues. He grabbed this blonde girl from the audience and was just on top of her. She was just screaming. It wasn't fun. It wasn't consensual, but nobody wanted to touch him. So eventually people tried to pull him off her, but you know, there was blood shit and glass everywhere. So they finally got him off. And then he went around the audience and just started hitting people with the base of the mic stand. Then a girl who was into it came on stage and he just kicked her in the fucking face, right in the jaw. She went home with him that night after he went to the hospital. One of his knees that night was so cut that every time he took a step, blood would continue to squirt out. It was absolutely terrifying. That sounds terrifying. I don't know why, like, that doesn't sound like fun. Punk rock should be fun. Punk can be confrontational. Punk can be, you know, punk can be a lot of things, but... Is that punk? No, that's a that is a a disgusting transgressive um freak show that goes beyond 
any kind of semblance of entertainment where you have a, a man covered in his own feces and blood and glass, you know, um, assaulting women in the crowd. What's punk about that? That there's nothing punk rock about that. So like when people tell me that Gigi Allen is the epitome of punk rock, I'm like, what, what's, what's so punk rock about him? What's so punk rock about anything? The only thing that even could be slightly, I guess, maybe be a little punk. I'm sitting here trying to decide what's punk and what's not punk. The only thing that I could think of that could be, you know, something that is funny is the idea of <laughs> Fat Mike using Jello Briafra as a shield against Gigi Allen spewing his own diarrhea out of his mouth. That is kind of funny. That's punk. That's kind of punky. Punky. I don't know. Sitting here trying to decide what's punk and what's not. I mean, it's just, but I don't know. I just, that, it sounds terrifying. And what's crazy too is he's covered in his own shit. Yeah. Nobody could touch him. It's like, you know, it's like greasing yourself up and then running, running away from, the, it's like stripping naked, greasing yourself up and then trying to run away from the police. You know what I mean? Um, Alan's upbringing foreshadows his future greatness. Ugh. Born Jesus Christ Allen because his father Merle had a vision that he was visited by Jesus who told him that his son would go on to do great things a la the Messiah, Natch. Gigi Allen was raised in a log cabin without electricity or running water. Yeah, I mean, it's like his his upbringing is also crazy. Then they flee. They like flee for their lives, lives at one point. Um, his father would dig graves in the basement to threaten his wife and children. Hey, he was like a terrifying dude. She ran away with the kids after a while. After a childhood of selling drugs, cross-dressing and getting the shit bullied out of him, he started playing drums. And, and you know, that's the thing. On those Jabber records, whatever, that's Gigi. Gigi's playing the drums. And he's a good drummer. He's a great drummer. He's a great drummer. And he, he has the capacity to sing but like started playing drums doing drugs and idolizing rock star acts like alice cooper and kiss his early performances cast him as a femme firebrand he keeps using this word firebrand this this chris guy who seemed somewhat desperate to be liked but it wasn't until the late 70s and early 80s as punk rock bloomed in america and Gigi's addictions worsened that he truly became a legend. Allen's weapon against conformity was his own body. His songs were about self-harm, doing drugs and drinking, and flagrantly indulging in sexual behavior considered deviant even by most punks. I mean, no, this isn't deviant. He, you know, he would, he was, an, he talk about allegations you know, he R-A-P-I-S-T people, he R-E-P-E-D'd people. He uh, assaulted women. He assaulted everybody. I, I mean, there you go. So, you know, I mean, it's like, it's this guy's kind of, I feel like this guy's trying to like heart, uh, dull some of the edge to like the, he's trying to, um, lessen the gravity of some of these things that Gigi Allen was capable of. 
Uh, I don't think any of this is punk. While bands like ACDC made innuendos about balls, you know what's funny though? You can you can say you can say that that's sort of like lesser because that's what the the writer is trying to say that what while bands were making innuendos about balls as if that's not as cool, you know, or or buzzcocks were wondered why they couldn't touch it, but that elevates. See, remember what I said before about the lowest common denominator. Singing about the innuendo, using the word balls as an innuendo, elevates the art. It's not just saying the thing. You know, it's not on the nose. Gigi Allen was on the nose. And there's just nothing, I, I find no, I find no, I, I find nothing art like artistically satisfying about that from him. I don't. I don't. So I'm not here saying Gigi Allen sucks. I hate saying that anything sucks, but I am here telling you why something I th- think is not that great and giving reasons as to why. And the, to a certain extent, it does fall into the category of, you know, taste and opinion, but some of it doesn't, I think. Some of it is, you know, pretty much what it is. The color blue is the color blue. The color red is the color red. Um, in my opinion, I just literally contradicted myself. Whatever. This is my show. I'll do what I want. Uh, while bands like ACDC made innuendos about balls and the Buzzcocks wondered why they couldn't touch it, Gigi Allen shrieked about putting a needle in his penis. <laughs> I'm not laughing about Gigi Allen putting a needle in his penis. <laughs> what I am laughing about is that he would sing about. <laughs> okay, maybe that's actually pretty funny. He would sing about how. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's pretty funny. Gigi Allen would sing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I can't say it. It's too funny. All right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Gigi Allen shrieked about putting a needle. <laughs> That's not what making me laugh. It's the next thing. <laughs> it's the next thing. He would sing about how caked his feet. He would sing about how caked with feces was. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> He would sing about how caked with feces his anus was. My my anus is caked with feces. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's funny. That's funny. <clears throat> I, I I I gotta know. We gotta check to see. All right, this is gonna be a weird thing to Google. Uh, how caked with feces is anus? Does that imply that he didn't wipe his butt very well? <laughs> I'm crying under these glasses. Hold on. Uh, do not want this in my search history. This is weird to write. Um, GG. What's, does anybody know what song that's from? I need to know. <coughs> Hold on. I, I, I'll find out. I'll find out. I'm not, I don't want to put it. I don't want to put it over here. Put it over here. Let me see here. Let's, oh, I don't want that. 
Um, do me a favor. If you're enjoying this video, please like it. That's good for the YouTube algorithm. Please do that. Gigi Allen's song about anus caked with feces. <laughs> feces and blood, bacteria of the soul. Eat my diarrhea. Wait. Um, man. Does, hold on. Let me. Hold on. I'm scrolling down. Does anybody know the name of that? What is the name of that? Uh, oh, God, that was making me. I was like crying just reading that. So friggin', um, <clears throat> so friggin' ridiculous. Um, Gigi <laughs> Allen shrieked about putting a needle in his penis or how caked his, how caked with feces his anus was. The lyrics of his classic song, I Want to Fuck Myself, give insight into his soul. I put, I pull my pud, I pull my pud, I pull my pud until it bleeds. I masturbate on toilet seats. Girls can't give me satisfaction. I fuck my fist with raging passion. All right. So you have that song, right? You have that song. Now let's look for a second. Let's have a little, little lesson. So. Remember how I was talking before we were talking before about innuendo and like elevating the, the, the sense of art. Um, when I was, I was hanging out with Jack Grisham from TSOL in the city. Um, uh, when they came to play some shows, I did, I did, I, I was a gopher for the band. So I was, I got to, I was hanging out with them. Uh, and, and, and I was talking to Jack about code blue, the song code blue. Anybody who knows the song Code Blue, it's one of the greatest punk rock songs of all time. And why is it a great punk rock song? Talk about like the snotty, anti-social, anti-societal idea of wanting to fuck the dead. There's something that's so deeply shocking and trying to, it's like, it's, but it's elevated. It's elevated. It's not singing about I pull my pud until it bleeds. I masturbate on toilet seats. Girls can't give me satisfaction. I fuck my fist. It's like, it's like you know. I asked Jack. I was like, "What is the song?" I was just talking about the song, and he was telling me what the song was about, and it was not what I thought it was. The song is about the frustration of of trying to. Uh, date high school girls and that he would rather fuck a dead person than deal with high maintenance girls. And I never thought, I literally just thought it was a song about fucking dead people. And so like the idea that it's, there's actually a message. I never thought that song had a message. I thought it was just a shock, shock song about, I want to fuck. I want to fuck the dead. And I thought on that alone, it's like, what a thing to say. What a message. What a never got along with the girls at my school, filling me up with their, all their morals and their rules. They'd pile all of their problems on my head. I'd rather go out and fuck the dead. So it's like, it's like basically saying, it's like saying this thing, like it's better. I would rather fuck. And that like, to me, when I think about like what punk rock is about, you know, the idea of like, social politics infused in songwriting 
I think that nails it. And obviously this was written when those guys were like, you know, 18, 20 years old, they were young dudes writing this, you know what I mean? And, um, I, it, there's just, there's something ele- it, the art is elevated. You know what I mean? It's yes. It's meant to shock. Yes. It's meant to be, it's meant to be transgressive and it's meant to stir something inside you and say something really antisocial and rebellious. I, I want to fuck. I want to fuck the dead. I mean, what a thing to say. I remember the first time I ever heard that song, I was shocked. I was like, is he saying I want to fuck the dead? What a fucking thing to say. What a, you know, and listen, we could talk about the movie Necromantic at some other point. I'm fascinated by all that stuff. Uh, All of those things aside, that to me is, that's art. That feels like art. That feels like you're taking something that's shocking, but you're transforming it and elevating it into something else. Whereas Gigi Allen's like, I want to fuck myself. I pull my put. I pull my putt until it bleeds. I masturbate until it. He's like, he's just saying shocking shit. Jack Grisham is writing lyrics saying girls drive me crazy. I'd rather fuck a dead person. What, no matter what you think about that statement, whether, you know, there's merit to it or not, whatever, not here to have an opinion. The point, but the point being is that he's like, he's artistically transformatively, you know, saying something that's elevated. Whereas Gigi Allen is just saying, he's just saying, I fuck my fist with a raging passion because girls can't give me such. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. It's just stupid to me. I don't know. So again, I'm saying that Gigi Allen's not good, but I'm giving you reasons why I'm comparing and contrasting with other artists, okay? Live shows were where Gigi Allen truly could offend the world, as we just learned from Fat Mike. On stage, he would cut himself, do drugs, and get completely naked. Uh, His signature move was to defecate on stage, as we know, and watch the crowd around them lose their minds. The ultimate way to show punk rock's young rebels how delicate they actually were are you yeah really i I don't know i don't think i agree with that no matter how many middle fingers you hold up nothing shows a complete lack of fucks like squatting down and taking a shit in front of the crowd i feel like that's i feel like that's a line cross that's just i don't know it just doesn't it's just fucking stupid (laughs) i don't know how else to say it it's just stupid I didn't love it at all, says Fat Mike, with tangible disgust, but I couldn't walk away from it. Here, So here's an interesting observation. I didn't love it at all, but I couldn't walk away. So that's what I mean. We're not seeing punk rock. When you see Jack Grisham on stage singing about I want to fuck the dead, that's fucking punk. When you see Gigi Allen shitting in his fucking hand or on fucking stage and fucking rubbing his face in it. Like you're looking at a freak show. You don't need music for that. There's no music. What's the point in music? You're just watching somebody. I mean, it's, it's, it's performance. It's performative art, I guess. Performative fart. 
Um, one could argue that Gigi Allen was actually the king of style over substance in punk. Most musicians certainly know. I don't know. What is the point of this article? It's like he's trying to weave this like this love letter to Gigi Allen in with Fat Mike, you know, just talking about how like weird and gross Gigi Allen was. Most musicians certainly know Gigi's bald head and misanthropic underbite more than his actual songs. That's true. Most people do. A lot of people know who Gigi Allen is, but Gigi Allen's not known for his music. He's known for shitting on a stage. Another example of like, well, I don't know. I don't know really how punk rock that is, I guess. I don't know. I mean, again, it he, he really is very comparable to Sid Vicious in that Sid Vicious is not known for his musical musical ability, you know. Um, oh, don't even get me started on Seth from AC, crazy white boy. Oh my god. I mean, I know even less about them, but the ugh. um, I just I just don't get that. I just don't get it. Okay, great. You're shocking. You're saying really shocking things. <clears throat> if you're gonna say something shocking, do it in an interesting way. The song Code Blue is saying something really shocking in a really interesting way. You know, I'd rather fuck a dead person than deal with you. That's what the song is. That's the anthem. And that's, that speaks to, you know, I feel like that speaks to youth a lot more than shitting on the floor and rubbing your face in it. That's just a freak show. That's just a freak show. I mean, a lot of people would say that, TSOL singing, you know, I want to fuck the dead is a freak show as well. But, you know, that's when you can start separating the apples and the oranges. Fat Mike agrees with that sentiment. He'll always just be that shit covered monster. He had some okay songs in his music, but it's not that great music. Kind of like the dicks. I like them both. I listen to them, but it's not like bad religion, you know? Gigi wasn't a part of the scene, which is kind of weird. He just did his own thing. He didn't tour with bands. There almost was a Gigi Allen Sam Hain tour, or there was an attempt at that. Uh, Didi Ramone couldn't deal with uh, Gigi Allen. That almost happened. Um, the Meat Men and the Dwarves over Gigi Allen and Ventures. Sure. <clears throat> Maybe what makes Gigi Allen the ultimate... He's not the ultimate punk rock icon. He's just not, man. He's just not. Maybe what makes Gigi Allen the ultimate punk rock icon is that he wasn't a very good person. Uh, disagree. I mean, that doesn't make you an ultimate punk rock icon. So what are you saying? Are you saying that, like, Hitler was a fuck... Is the ultimate? So does that make... So by this guy's standards, then Hitler is the ultimate fucking punk rock icon Gigi stood outside of the scene i really think i agree Gigi allen absolutely unequivocally would be a proud boy if he was alive today he'd be a proud boy he would be uh playing shows for for trump for for trump country that's what would that's what would be um wow this is amazing apparently there is a Gigi allen impersonator even Gigi would say this is lame. All right, we got to look that up. Gigi Allen impersonator. That is insane. Who would impersonate Gigi Allen? Wow. Ah, look at that. 
Uh, <laughs> are there any Gigi Allen tribute bands out there? Yeah, look at that. There's a Gigi Allen tribute. I'm not going to say what they're called. They're, they're named after a Gigi Allen song, but I can't say the name on YouTube because we'll get in trouble. Yeah, there is a Gigi Allen tribute here. <clears throat> um, Reddit, a Gigi Allen impersonator booed off stage for having adequately sized penis. Oh, this is from Hard Times. God damn, I love the Hard Times. They are so funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe what makes Gigi Allen the ultimate punk rock icon is that it wasn't a very good person. Gigi stood outside of the scene due to due in part to his personal life growing up in the suburban East Coast, away from hardcore's thriving hubs in New York and the Bay Area, and in part because he was a violent psychopath. Yes, that's literally that's what he was. He was a violent psychopath who no one really wanted to physically touch because. <laughs> I love how Fat Mike, I don't know, did Fat Mike say that or did he write that? Chris write that. That's hilarious. Let me take this line back. He said, he says, Gigi stood outside of the scene, doing part to his personal life, growing up in the suburban East Coast, always away from, uh, away from hardcore's thriving hubs in New York City and the Bay Area. And in part because he was a violent psychopath who no one really wanted to be physically, who wanted to physically touch because he was caked in shit and in part because he was a violent psychopath who no one really wanted to physically touch because he was caked in shit. <clears throat> By the time he died of an overdose in 1993 at 36, Gigi was horribly scarred, brutally addicted to heroin and a public freak show who seemed totally divorced from hardcore at large. In that way, he was rock's ultimate misanthrope. Disagree. Disagree. A man who wanted nothing to do. Well, I guess maybe he was misanthrope in that way. A man who wanted nothing to do with humanity, especially himself. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the fact that even this many words were donated to an article about Gigi Allen. Like the fact, I mean, he has a documentary about him. I don't know. Look at this dude. Where is Jeff? Where is your link to Joe Biden re-election fund? Michael, in all honesty, I just want to know, are you are you uh, a Trump supporter? Just curious. No, you won't get. Well, I will judge you, but I am. I won't. I'm not here to verbally joust. I'm just curious to know, are you a Trump supporter? And for your information, I am not. I'm not like a democrat or a joe biden guy at all just curious to know though just curious to know i don't know if todd phillips loves Gigi. i think todd phillips was fascinated by Gigi and made a documentary about him um you could always tell the people that are trump supporters by the way it's very easy to point them out um <clears throat> in that way he was rock's ultimate misanthrope blah blah blah, blah. Nobody knew him, says Fat Mike. From what I understand, he wasn't a cool guy. He was an introvert, probably on the spectrum, but so am I. He didn't really live anywhere. When I saw him, two of the musicians were from San Francisco, and they were freaked out. Gigi assaulted women, but he also assaulted men too, you know? there was That was Gigi Allen, though, he says. He lowered the bar for everyone. That is true. Boom. You can sum up this entire article. 
You could sum up this entire article. That was a G that was GG Allen though. He said he lowered the bar for everyone. This is true. It's okay. You can judge me. Yeah. Trump supporters love GG. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. Listen, we don't have to go down this road. I, I just, I just think it's funny that you think that because I'm saying those comments about Gigi Allen being a proud boy and, you know, probably supporting Trump that therefore I am a supporter of Joe Biden. Where did we get, where did we go wrong with this like black and white thinking? If you are white, then you must, then you, no, sorry. If you, if you, uh, no, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, if you do not think white, then you must think black. If you think black, then you must not think white. Meaning like, like, if not this, then you are this. If not this, then you are this. And there is, there is a logical, there is logic to that. I mean, that's true. You can deduct that one person is one thing that if they are not another thing, but it's like just this idea that like, if I don't like Trump, therefore I must support Biden. I mean, where's the logic in that? I, I really think he would, though. I really do think that he would be he would be a proud boy. He would be he would he would say, um, what is it? The proud boys say forget they have a their their white supremacist saying. I mean, he did write a song. No more room for Ed N words. I mean, that's a pretty racist thing to say. What if you're a Green Party guy? You know, I not to take this political, but I did vote for the Green Party in 2008. I voted for Ralph Nader. How about that? I don't want to talk about my personal politics, but how about that? Yes, I voted for the Green Party. Hmm. And in the last election, I voted for the Working Families Party who happened to endorse Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, but I did not vote Democrat. And I swore that after the 2008 election, I would never vote Democrat again, ever. And... I most certainly would not vote Republican. So that's where I lie. But that's a very deep, nuanced, cynical conversation that doesn't belong on this podcast. So I'm not going to go any further with it. Oh, there you go. Aaron's a Green Party guy. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I voted for Ralph Nader. How about that? I would have loved. How about this? I would have loved to see Bernie. I absolutely would have loved to seen bernie uh run on the democratic ticket i would have voted democrat i would have voted democrat if if um bernie was on the ticket all right look at look at how michael michael listen and i'm really and if i come off come condescending to you it's not my intention we are absolutely in disagreement in everything we've discussed here but we are i feel like we are civilly disagreeing okay let's keep it that way but let's take what you're saying. Let's like think about this for a minute, okay? X use the N-word. You're referring to the band X and you're referring to the song Los Angeles. Let's analyze these songs. Hopefully this doesn't get us, doesn't get this channel in trouble, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Let's go for this. Let's go for this real quick, okay? Um. Let's go to the, let's go. I'm not going to say the, the here X Los Angeles, right? Isn't it the song Los Angeles? Pretty sure it is. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Los Angeles, all her toys, and they did get flack for this. And I'm not, listen, I just want to clarify here. I'm not saying, I'm not agreeing, endorsing, co-signing anything that X is saying in this song at all. I'm not saying it's not problematic. What I am saying is that what is being said here is such a far cry from what is being said in that Gigi Allen song. Okay. This is what's, this is what's being said. She had to leave Los Angeles. All her toys wore out in black and her boys had too. She started to hate every N word and Jew, every Mexican that gave her a lot of shit, every H O M O, you know what? And the idle rich. She had to get out. She gets confused flying over the dateline. Her hands turn red. Now, by the way, I love X big X fan, but what is being said here? There are some racial slurs being said in this song. They are writing. And again, I'm not saying that it's right and I'm not condoning it, but what are they doing? They are writing about a character. They are writing from a character's point of view. They are not explicitly saying that there's no room for N-words and that being a focal point of a song. Know what I'm saying? Huge difference. Huge difference. Gigi was going above and beyond. Like, why am I even arguing with you? Like, think about, like, do you not see the contrast? And then, again, I got to be careful here. I don't even want to type it. I'm just going to put the first. Gigi Allen, no room for. I'm just warning you. Just warning you. This is, uh, uh, no, this is, there's hateful words in this similar. This is what Gigi Allen is writing. So you see what that says right there. Okay. And then here's what Gigi Allen is saying. No room for you. No room for you in my eyes. No room for you. No room for you in my eyes. No room for you in my world. No, no. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like a friggin' white supremacist hate song because that's exactly what it is, right? Straight the fuck up, okay? In the other song, X is writing about a character from a character's POV, right or wrong, using that word. In this song, Gigi Allen is speaking in a first-person narrative saying, uh, no room for you, no room for you in my eyes, no room for you, no room for your eyes. He's saying no room, no room for N-word, okay? And he says it a bunch of times. What is artistic? What tell me, Michael? Hey, Michael, in the in the comments, go ahead, explain to me the difference. Now justify X and this song. Go ahead, please. I really, I genuinely want you to tell me that Gigi Allen is not racist or a white supremacist after reading this. Please tell me. And then I believe I believe that and then here you go. You have uh what's what's this about with Merle Allen and uh piss drinking Jew? 
Merle Allen writing about piss drinking Jew. Let's see what those lyrics are. I mean, as a Jew, like, am I, well, I'm not offended yet. I mean, I don't know what to make of that. Now there's no lyrics available. How, how convenient. Well, all I know is generally, it, it sounds like the word Jew maybe is being used in a pejorative, in which case that's pretty anti-Semitic. Whatever. Gigi is a shock rocker. That's your excuse. That Oh, his shocks, he shocks and is very effective. That's literally the excuse here. Yeah, Angus said he also has a pro pedo song. Disgusting. Yeah. In any case, I'm not going to even go there with that because look at this, dude. The evidence is right there. Go ahead, Michael. Exp Michael LaRoche, explain and justify this song. Look at the title. Look what Gigi Allen is saying. You tell me that Gigi Allen is a shock rocker. This is shocking. This is fucking Proud Boy shit. This is white supremacist shit. Gigi Allen would be a Proud Boy. Straight the fuck up. <laughs> um, you know, uh, what, what is it? The, I'm trying to remember the Proud. What is the Proud Boys phrase? I forget it now. Proud Boys. I remember. I, I learned it a while ago. Proud Boys um, phrase. Yeah, he says, yep, that's Gigi. You're the one talking about Gigi, not my podcast, dude. Yeah, but what? But you're the one saying, no, 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 Michael. But you're the one saying, this is what you're saying. This is what I'm, this is what I'm responding to. You're the one that was, you're trying to justify this by saying that X, what did you say? You said that because of what X wrote in Los Angeles. How are the two even comparable? How could you compare one to the other? You can't. You can't. That Proud Boys. What is the Proud Boys slogan? Proud Boys slogan. That's what I'm looking for. You can't. Straight up. I can't find the Proud Boys. What is the... Uh, we refuse... We refuse uh, to apologize for building the modern world. Oh, oh, we are Western chauvinists and we refuse to apologize for the modern world. You know what a Western chauvinist is? A Western chauvinist, what is Western? Western is European, is white, right? What is chauvinist? It means being superior. So you've, you're a white supremacist who refuses to apologize for building the modern world. Decipher what that means. Go ahead. Your podcast about Gigi Allen. If you can't handle it, talk about Blink 183. <laughs> I mean, I whatever, dude. <laughs> I I I still have not, you still have not provided, you've not provided an actual, you've not provided an actual reason why Gigi Allen has a song called No Room for N-Word. Because he's a racist motherfucker. That's it. Bottom line. No, I definitely don't want to talk about these bands. Um, I think I've probably said the most I've ever needed. Like, th like this is enough talk about Gigi Allen to last me 
quite possibly the next three decades. Like I don't, if I didn't utter another word about Gigi Allen for the next three decades, I think I would be good. Is it possible that I will? Probably. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I probably have on the podcast before mentioned him once or twice. And like in that video, but my point being is that I find him so utterly uninteresting and so unremarkable that I think we've said everything that needs to be said on Gigi Allen. And that's, that's it. Paul wants to get semantical. He's saying, I'm not defending anybody, but we're in West, but we're in the West. Europe is the East. Yes. Technically Europe is East of us, but generally speaking, Western Western civilization includes Europe and West of Europe. So that's where the distinction lies. Wendy O. Williams. You know, I don't know much about the plasmatics. I don't. You need another GG podcast gets clicked. Ah, it does get clicks. Maybe it would get clicks. You, you're not you're not wrong about that. But I do think Gigi allegedly stated when asked if he was a racist, I hate everyone equally. I hate that. I think that's such a cop out. That's such a cop out. I hate everybody equally. That's bullshit, man. No, you don't. No, you don't. Bullshit. Sorry, Pogo. I just I I don't I don't I don't buy that. Guys, I think we've I think we've uh diarrhea. I think we've diarrheaed all over the room and it's time to wipe our our tushies and go to sleep. So, let us do that. Uh this episode I would be uh shocked if it didn't get demonetized <laughs> from all of the language. Um please uh leave a like or a comment if you enjoyed this dissertation. Yes. Minister, you're right. You're right. Um, it's going to be so demonetized <clears throat> that I'm going to have to pay YouTube, which is why you can buy a coffee if you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to. Um, thank you so much. And uh, we will see you uh, very soon in the near future. Hey, uh, the Gigi, uh, Gigi, I said, John Christ, the John Christ shows, um, there's more coming. Uh, it's already been recorded and I just have been so busy trying to get my Blu-ray release out that I have not managed to work on any of that stuff. So there's more Patreon con content in the works, more YouTube membership content. Um, John Christ episodes are coming, coming up in a month's time. I just want to give you guys a heads up. We're doing 31 days of Halloween again. I said every year I say I'm not going to do it like like on YouTube and then I end up doing it. I'm just going to not even pretend to have that conversation. So what is it? What does it entail? It entails watching a minimum of 31 movies in 31 days, horror movies and doing reviews for each one of those horror movies. So that is what the month of October is. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um what else was I going to say? I'm trying to remember. Uh, no, there's no trivia question. I, I'm the trivia. We're done with trivia for now. I have to go through my email. So if you're waiting on an answer from one of the trivia questions from the previous shows, very soon I will be responding to all of those, tallying them up 
And uh, I'll be making announcements about T-shirts and winners of T-shirts and such. Um, do it also. Yeah, James Rolfe is doing Monster Madness. I Yeah, that's where part of... Uh, part of the inspiration to do it on YouTube definitely came from Cinemasker, but I've been doing 31 days of Halloween for almost 10 years now. It wasn't until 2020 when I started doing it online and started to actually do it on YouTube. I've been doing it on Facebook for, for years. I write like a whole review. My record is 62 movies in 31 days. I don't, I'm very busy these days. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that and do it's doing one review every single day. It's a lot. It's a lot of work and nobody watches the reviews, by the way, like they have very few views. There's like 60 of them. I think on the channel, go check them out. It's just, they're so, uh, it's just really, it's just something I like to do. It's just something I like to do. So I do it. And as you know, that's what I, 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 don't chase the trends that much. I just do what I what feels right at the time. Sometimes not to my benefit, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Okay. Seriously, I'm out of here now. Peace, hair grease, all the rest. <laughs>